No, well, I'm, I'm commenting now. I'm commenting now. I mean, recording now. And we can comment when we watch. It's the beginning of Cliff em All. It's the beginning of Cliff em All. Where they walk into a store and buy beer. And, and steal it. I guess they know people because Hammett just waved at someone. And this has got to be like... Do you think they paid the guy first and then re- and then took the video so they can pick it out? Yeah, so they can look cool like they're yeah. stealing beer. They're stealing beer. So this was like 87. This might have been like a month or two after Cliff died because they had auditions what? Like how long until after Cliff died? Like a couple of weeks or something. Something ridiculous. They mourned for like three weeks. Yeah. So this must have been like right after because there's no Newstead here. And Hammond forgets something. This is like when they're drunk all the time because it was a way to mourn Cliff. I remember when I first got this on VHS, like, I knew it was going to be bootleg, but still, I was like, ah, I was never big on the handheld footage. I like the pro shot the best, obviously, because of the sound, you know? Yeah, but back then, this is all, this is all... Yeah, it's all you had. Yeah. So, on this Ozzy tour, do you think more people showed up for Metallica than Ozzy? Um, I don't know. I mean, Ozzy was still really popular. I, yeah. I think there are stories that Metallica blew Ozzy off the stage. Yeah. But, I don't know, I think people still enjoyed Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah. Because even though this was, like, Ozzy's, like, glamiest glam stage, like, quite the opposite from Metallica, I'm sure he still put on a great show. Yeah. No, he's still Ozzy. I think that's when Jakey Lee was on guitar. Kirk Hammond with his black outfit and white high tops. (laughs) It's been a while since I've seen this. I watched it the other night. I'm sure you did. (laughs) It's very biblical, Creeping Death. You, you've seen that uh, documentary from Cliff's sister. Like she talks about Cliff, it. but it's a way to promote it's her not church. Really a documentary. I know it's, it's boring. Yeah. yeah. Like she tells a story about Cliff. I, apparently he was religious, but it just seemed just like an advertisement for the church. Yeah. I wonder if Cliff was still alive if he and Hetfield would be like Christian, the Christian faction, <laughs> while Hammett and Ulrich would have been like the Satanic faction. Well, Hetfield didn't get all uh, religious until recently. Yeah, that's what I mean. So if if Cliff was still alive, maybe he would have converted Hetfield earlier. Whereas Hetfield would say earlier. Yeah. When did Hetfield become Canadian? (laughs) And I think before the solo, he called him Kirk Hamster. (laughs) It's that black flying V. Comes the best part. I like uh, Kirk's like microphone roadie. Yeah. He like sets it up just for this part. Yeah. And when he's done, he runs it off the stage. What do you do? I toured the band Metallica. Oh, what do you do? I'm Kirk's mic roadie. <laughs> and he hides behind the cabinet. All these fuckers must have been deaf. Damn yeah, it, there were no fucking ear monitors. No. Cliff had pretty good backing vocals. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he could sing. Yeah. But they always keep it really low in the mix. Yeah. But I heard him doing harmonies in, um... Uh, oh, what song was it? It's on here, I think. What? There's a song where you can hear... You can actually hear him doing, like, harm, sing, vocal harmonies. On this one? In this video. I don't remember. I shall pass. 
Yeah, so this is Detroit. Like, I don't know how their necks weren't, like, so sore. Because when I used to headbang as a kid, like, the next day, it'd be like, oh. Yeah. wonder how much brain damage we have from that. Jostling our brains around. I wonder what the calluses on Burton's fingers were like. And, like, at this point, Hetfield never had any vocal lessons, didn't do any vocal warm-ups. He was just screaming every night. Yeah. To wonder how his voice didn't go out earlier. Or as he would say, earlier. <laughs> Did you like it? This is on Long Island. Yeah. It's the, I think it's a it's of them at CMJ like taking fan, uh, phone like talking to the radio programmers. Well, this was like for Fingers Metal Shop oh, maybe. This was? Or, I know Gail flew like picked them up or something. See, they, so they opened for Ozzy and they, they they came out for an encore. They opened for Ozzy and came out for an encore. Yeah. <laughs> Principles are like the same as they were, you know, five years ago when we were starting out in the garage. Five years ago. Uh, so, Am I Evil, this, it, that was a single back then, right? Because they only released it on Kill 'em All reissue on CD. Oh, really? So, back then, this must have been, I think Am I Evil was a single or something. Hmm. I'm gonna have to look that up. There you go. Got a future there, see? Yeah, see? Yeah. This is so much better than the Diamond Head version. It's so funny how, like, so Diamond Head is considered, you know, like they write these songs like Am I Evil and stuff, but the singer's like, Am I Evil? Yeah. <laughs> and the guitar player has like a big, like, thing going on on his face or something. Did you ever see his face? No. is low on that album, kind of. You know, with the exception of Anesthesia, the bass is, you know... Yeah. Not, not... Even with Burton, the bass isn't that pronounced. It was only, like, on Garage Days where you really heard the fucking bass. Yeah. You can hear it in, uh, Puppets. I mean, you can kind of hear it on Cliff Em All, but it's not like... I don't know, it doesn't sound as pronounced as the, the guitars. I don't know how you could like tour and be hungover. Every just every oh my god, just the travel with that. Oh, unless they didn't get hungover, which I think they did. No, I mean there's a video of them that's included. There's parts of it in this clip them all, but it's them like walking into CMJ in the morning. Uh huh. Because they're playing in like like at Coliseum that day. And it's like in the morning time and they're drinking. They're beer. Heineken, yeah. 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 Yep. They just didn't stop. 
It's actually cool. You've never seen that video? I did. I did, yeah. That clip, clip. Yeah, I met the woman who, who oh, right. interviewed him. Yeah, she was the producer of Fingers Metal Shop. And I was at like a, I was at like a vegan vegetarian meetup at a bar on Long Island somewhere. And uh, you know, she told me her name, and I'm like, wait a minute. And we just started talking about metal because she was, you know, Fingers producer. Fingers You're Metal late. Shop. Huh? You're late. <laughs> Isn't that how it used to start? Fingers metal. Oh, I don't remember. Oh yeah, that's right. You're late. You're late. <laughs> or there was like a Batman sample to put it quite pithily. <laughs> this fingers fits like a glove. <laughs> I, that was a great radio. Show. Yeah, it was the only way to. I first heard Rage Against the Machine on Fingers Metal Shop. I first heard Pantera. Yeah. Like Cowboys from Hell. I was like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. Yeah, and you recorded it, and we listened to it while riding skateboards. Yeah. yeah. And like Annihilator. Mm. Like I would hear bands. Allison Hale! Yeah. Yeah. I remember Pearl Jam, to promote, uh, might have been Vitology, had their own radio show, and they would, all the radio stations all over the place would play them. Oh, really? And then Eddie Vedder was just like mumbling into the microphone or something, and all of a sudden, then you hear fingers, fingers say, okay, enough of this crap, and he cuts off Pearl Jam's radio show and starts his, nice. starts Fingers Metal Shop. Nice. He's like, I just couldn't take it anymore. But, yeah, you don't get that anymore. Because metal radio is everywhere now. It's just yeah. whatever you want. But they used to play Primus on Fingers Metal yeah. Shop. Faith No More. Megadeth. Danzig. And so when I first started listening to Fingers, it's when, like, that amazing year of, like, you had Rust in Peace. Um, you had, like, Primus. You had, like, uh, Sailing the Seas of Cheese. And it was all... Yeah. It all came out at once, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's Pantera. Really, yeah, 91. Yep. Raise back. It's cool that they saved this one for the end, you know? Huh? It's cool that they oh, saved yeah, this song yeah. for the end. Because you figure they, they, they would have played this in the, you know, in the actual set. I think My Apocalypse was, like, an answer to Damage Incorporated. Really? Yeah, it's, like, last song on the album, and it's a fucking thrasher. Right. And it's, like, a similar vibe. Even back then, Hammond wore, like, button-down, yeah. dress shirt. Cliff would probably still be wearing, like, bell-bottoms if he was still alive. Cliff would probably still have long hair. Well, if he, if he didn't go bald. was hanging these records up I was looking through the end justice for all like the inner that you open it up and you see the inside and I saw like you know all the artwork and the lyrics and it fucking just brought me back man yeah. like when you know back when I used to read like you know, liner notes yeah liner notes it was great Except now, I never, I didn't have it on record. I had it on the cassette tape. Some bands you can download the the liner notes now. They give you that option, or you go on their website. There's this one band called War on Women. They're a feminist, you know, punk hardcore band, uh -huh. and they have a college booklet that you can, if you pay like an extra couple of bucks, they they analyze their own lyrics and say where they got their lyrics from. But like it's supposed, suppo I haven't read it, but it's supposedly written, you know, with academics in mind. Right. Going. How do he play that fast with his fingers? And sing. No, I mean Cliff. Oh, I don't know, man. But like he was still able to hit the notes really hard. Yeah. 
Like Trujillo can play really fast, but he doesn't hit. He doesn't hit the notes hard like Burton did. Yeah, Burton was an enigma. Yeah, that's when they grabbed their towels. Yeah. Yeah, by the time Ozzy got on, they were probably tired. Yeah, right. Cliff just grabs the towel. Whatever. Yeah, I know. So, like, like just hearing Cliff talk like that, they might he might have taken Metallica even more melodic and, and more different than they were, just because he didn't care. I like to keep it that way. Nassau Coliseum. I think you can get this whole show on YouTube now. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to watch after a while just because of the footage. Yeah. But it's cool for, like, history. I missed this Metallica, man. The first Metallica. Oh, the first, second Metallica. The second, I missed third, it. third Metallica. It's just not the same, you know? It's still great, though. It's still great. I, I love Metallica, but it's like... This was the era that was just so exciting. Yeah. It was so new. Yeah. They were young, on their way up. Hungry. I mean, they were young when Justice came out. Yeah. And the Black Album. They were still fucking young. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of a friend went to this show. Really? Yeah. Is that the same friend of a friend that turned you on to the Jerky Boys? No. <laughs> no. Because that, the only way you can hear that is Her from group. a friend of a friend. Exactly. And sometimes it was someone's friend. That was the pranker. A friend of mine did special effects for a movie that one of the Jerky Boys directed. Really? Yeah, Kamal. Are you thinking Cliff's backing vocals on puppets? I don't know. I mean, this is when Hetfield's voice had the uh, the growl to it. I mean, he can't sing like that anymore because that's why his voice was so damaged. Yeah. But it's like when Justice came out, like his balls kind of dropped. You know, the vocals got deeper. Yeah. Well. It was so everything was so raw. Yeah. But like, if you listen to the demos before Kill 'Em All, he sounded like Rob Halford. I know. You know, he found his pocket. You know, he, yeah. he, he found his voice. Something that he felt comfortable with and uh, and sounded good and worked with the music. You're, you're screaming over it. <laughs> master, master. You know it. It's metal, but not all of it. Yeah. This is one of the greatest pieces of music, you know? This section? Yeah. I fucking love it. Even, and Orion, too. Yeah. You know Cliff wrote all this shit, this, these parts. Did he? Was, I don't know, I would yeah. think so. It's all modes and shit. See, this is Hetfield playing the solo. Right. But now that he doesn't play this solo anymore, I don't think. Oh, Hammett does? Or maybe I'm thinking of Orion. In that uh, Back to the Front book, the Master of Puppets book. Uh-huh. Um, Hetfield says, like, when he was writing the chorus to this song, he was like, man, this sounds too catchy. And yeah. he was like, uh, maybe I gotta change it. But then he, he stopped himself and I was like... You know, he ha he's like, I'm going to be that the catchy melodic guy in the band. Cool. But it, that's how it had, I feel like that's what was an appeal to it, was yeah. it was thrashy but catchy, you know? Yeah. But still, like, evil. Yeah, and it had so many crazy chants, you know, like, Master is yeah. a chant, like, you know. 
So this year or the year before it was like Anthrax is Among the Living, Master of Puppets, Slayers, Rain and Blood, like all came out. Wow. Like in the span of like a year. Wow. And I'm sure there was a Megadeth album. Uh, was it? Probably it might have been their first one or their second one. Probably their second one. Yeah. What was the second one? So was that far, so far so, so good, good? So what? Yeah, or Killing so. is my bit. One of those. Killing is my business. What was the one with Anarchy in the UK? Which album was that? I'm not that big a Megadeth guy, so. I, I think it was so far so good. Maybe, yeah. What came after so far so good? I don't know. Was it Rust in Peace? Uh, I don't know. It was like Killing, Killing is, is my, my business, business. So far so good. So no, what? no, no. Killing is my business. Then Peace sells. If only there was a device that existed. Then where we can look this up. Then so good. Instead of speculating. But the first one was uh. I'll tell you. Megadeth. So so far so good. So what? Killing is my business. Peace sells. Right? Was that was that one of their album titles? So 85, Killing Is My Business. Okay. 86, Peace Sells. Okay. 88, So Far So, far, so, so good. good. And then Rest in Peace. And then 90, Rest in yeah. Peace. And see if Burton co-wrote Master of Puppets. He totally did. I don't he? know. Well, don't you have the vinyl somewhere? Hot new heavy metal band. Look at Cliff. Look Mustang's at Cliff. face. <laughs> Does he say drums and bongs? Like something's making Cliff laugh on the side. There's so much shit. Oh, I don't know. There's all kinds of shit. I can't even start to think about it. Yeah, when did he become Canadian? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what? This is when Hetfield was, like, too shy to talk to the crowd. Are you still looking up if he wrote, co-wrote puppets? Yeah. <laughs> written by Burton Hetfield, Hammond, and Ulrich. There you go. The first guitar solo written by James Hetfield. Oh, wow, that's when they really broke it down. There were some liner notes where they let you know who did the solo for some bands on what song. So Burton only wrote... Master of Puppets, he only co-wrote Master of Puppets, Orion, and Damage Incorporated, that's yeah. it. Yeah, But I'm sure he influenced, you know. Yeah. So it was, what was it Puppets, Orion, and what was the other one? Damage. Damage. And he, I have a feeling he probably just wrote the beginning of Damaged, and then Hetfield and Allwork probably took over the rest. Yeah. You know, that's always been the dynamic. Hammond has a lot of writing credits. I mean, you wouldn't think that, but he does. I mean, didn't he pretty much wrote their biggest hit ever. Yeah. Like, he came up with the, the riff and then Ulrich shaped it. He arranged it. it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Ulrich actually comes up with any riffs. He just shapes them I wonder and arranges who has that them. fucking bass, man. What? I wonder who has that bass Probably right his family. Now. I'm sure someone's got it, you know. I'm, yeah. That one. Yeah, the Rickenbacker. I'm sure his family has it. It should be in, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know, or right? Yeah. Or, you know, his family keeping it. Yeah. yeah.
but like later in their career, they, he moved on to like you know a more modern bass. Yeah. And like he, I don't think he ever played the Rickenbacker on the Puppets tour. No. Like the Rickenbacker might have been like you know his high school bass. Yeah. And then once he got sponsorships and more money. I love the his fucking style, man. Yeah. It's so stonery. Oh yeah. Well, he was a stoner. Yeah. So fast. I know. Then at the end, where he just fucking yeah. slaps it. That sound is... Yeah, I know. Good, he man. gets that from the pedal. Like, he just has his foot on the pedal. Like, no other bassist can fucking duplicate that. Ugh, Mustaine is so show-offy. Look at yeah. him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Definitely wasn't enough room in the band. No. For personality like Mustaine's. He's giving the finger while punching himself in the head. He does that stupid dance for um, when they first start Whiplash. He dances. He's like this. He's kind of like this. He's kind of like. Oh. <laughs> that was the thing. He would dance on stage. Whiplash. Watch, watch him. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a wild and crazy guy. Hey. Man, they had some packed crowds for just starting out, huh? This, I wonder if they headlined this show. Probably. Then again, it might not even be packed. It just might be a bunch of people by, by the front row. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. You, know, you can't really see, you know, too far back. Still At looks least crowded 100, 200 front. people, yeah. It's when they, you know, Cliff's second gig. So, the, so they relocated to San Francisco. Yeah, that because Cliff, you know, I think Cliff said the only way I'll be in this band is if you move. Yeah. Which they didn't like LA anyway. Yeah. I need it all so bad. Wow. Did you see this? Um, did I? Did you see this post? Yeah, yeah. Did you listen to it? Yeah. So cool. Wait, what song was that again? It, uh, I can hear in the air. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The harmonies were good. Oh man, yeah. it's so like cool. What band are they in? Or they have Larkin like... Poe. They're like country. Oh okay. But I really, I love the uh, the singer. She's got such a cool vibe, man. Sorry to talk about that. No, in, that's quite all right. In we, the uh, we're, podcast. This is a free-form uh, commentary. We go off book. Look how he's playing that note. It's not a note. He's playing an open E. He's just resting his hand somewhere. No, but he's playing like that G or whatever. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, so he's like this. He's like, oh, Mustaine. Yeah. Well, it's his fancy playing. He's too fancy. He, he was too fancy for Metallica. Here we go! Tell me that solo was half out of key. Yeah. Right? Look, I mean, man, for, I, I like I love Dave Mustaine and I love Megadeth, but that was half out I mean, of key. For Mustaine, it was sloppy. Mustaine. It was like, sloppy. It was yeah. out of key. Well, he was probably out of his mind. Wow! 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 <laughs> that's what. That's that's one of my favorite bases. Is that the area probe? I don't know, but it's just so cool looking. This is that metal hammer, right? Uh, yeah. 
so classically influenced, it's crazy. But like, it only looks like he's playing with one finger most of the time. Point where you just don't hear notes and it's just screaming. yeah yeah I think that was the guitars I don't know if, was that his I don't know was that feedback on the bass or was I think it was the, feedback like right here that might have been the guitars that might have been Hetfield and Hammett coming back maybe I don't know no I think it was just like a bunch of feedback oh. and they cut off bells for a different version okay, of bells. That guy's really drunk, whoever that guy is. Look at the song. Is that what he said? Now drink! Now <laughs> drink! Oh, he didn't have the, uh... Awesome. The bottle cap off. I think they're listening to KNAC. What's the KNAC? That was the uh, radio station from uh, California. What did that guy say? Let's go to where? I don't know. This one Hannah drops the pick. Yep. We have to get another pick. Good eye, man. I never yeah. saw, I never, never caught know, that yeah. before. Is this still metal hammer? Yeah. It's so much faster. Yeah, man, this was like nothing no one ever heard. Like, when Kill Em All came out, no one's heard that shit before. Fucking metal and punk, fucking... Yeah. When I first heard Kill Em All, it was after watching Decline of the Western Civilization Part 1, which chronicles the punk years in L.A. Yeah. And then when I heard Kill Em All, because I got, like, I bought Justice first, and then I think I got Puppets after that, I kind of went in reverse. So did I. Yeah, and then when I heard Kill Em All, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I know, I know. I'm like, it sounds like punk. No. Like I, I I I couldn't comprehend it. I'm like, what? I know. I was like, wow. Yeah. This sounds so different. Yeah. And even his voice. Oh my god! It was so he screamed. Yeah. Like he had the high pitched scream. Yeah, I would have loved to have just gone forward and seen the progression yeah. instead of just going backwards. Yeah. Well, listen. Like you know, like living it. You know, like. It can't help the year we were born, man. <laughs> Every generation well, scorns the next <laughs> and their music. And their music. <laughs> Choose your fate and die. Choose your fate and die. Venom and Nazareth. And they're, I don't know if there was a band called Beer or just they had a lot of beer. No, I think there was a band called yeah, Beer. I think there was a band yeah. called Beer, yeah. So that sticker that he had, more beer, I think that was the oh, band okay. sticker. Like That was their catchphrase. Clever marketing. Yeah. I can just picture them in a band meeting. Listen, anytime someone mentions the word beer, they can be thinking of us. <laughs> it's the beautiful name. Let's go with it. Man, that original fucking metal up your ass shirt, right? Yeah. There. I'm kind of glad they didn't name their first album Metal Up Your Ass because yeah. it's kind of cheesy. Yeah, it is. Like, Kill 'em All just is fucking iconic. Yeah, see, that's Burton. He has pretty good backing vocals. Yeah, he's screaming. Yeah, he has kind of like a Hetfield scream. Yeah. Man, I remember one day I was like, I'm going to learn 
all the Kill 'Em All songs on guitar, and I sat all day and and learned them all. Oh, nice. Because it's all just power chords, man. Yeah. You know, it's not like trying to learn Ride the Lightning shit. Or... There's still some complicated stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. But they all they all rely they all have the same. Um, a lot of them are like pentatonic and you know it's all got the same type of shit yeah but just to play and sing that though oh yeah yeah no I was just working on playing it yeah like Hetfield did this when he was young you yeah know? Like, when he was like 18 dude it, he practiced fucking yeah. all the time Oh wow! I never noticed that drum, those drums yeah, before. Yeah. Those fucking toms. Yeah. Fade the black, right? This must be an encore, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. The crowd throws like fire on the stage, and the roadie had to come and clean it up. This is before phones, so people had lighters. And the sound on this is great. Yeah. Like, the live sound. His vocals go out, uh, the mic goes out, like, the first couple of vocals, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Hammond always played with his middle finger out. Yeah. I always found funny as a kid. So this was before they started writing for Master of Puppets. Yeah, yeah. I actually, actually, sweetie, um... <laughs> I think they had. I think they performed Disposable Heroes at this show. Oh, all right. So I think they had the song written, but it was before the album was out. Gotcha. I think. Yeah, someone threw a fire on the stage, and the roadie comes and cleans it up. <laughs> and the mic isn't turned up. Ready? And go. Oh yeah. So apparently. This song was he Hetfield wrote this song after a bunch of their equipment got stolen. Oh really? So he was mourning for their equipment, but I'm sure I'm sure there were other uh, I'm sure there was another focus whether Hetfield knew it or not. This is before he was going like um, before trying to explore his feelings as a kid. He used to do. Yeah, he, he's been doing. He yeah. does that a lot, right? Well, you figured they played this song a thousand yeah, times, yeah. so they gotta, you know, make it not boring for yeah. themselves. Well, the bit you can really hear the bass. Yeah. I wonder if Hetfield's kids look at this, or if any of their kids like watch these videos. Or they may not even care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they totally got criticized when Lightning came out. Yeah, they sold out. They had acoustic guitars, so they sold out. And they had that song Escape. <laughs> well, I think, Escape, da, 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 I think Escape was the song they sold out on. I, don't think they, I didn't think they wanted to write it, but I think the record label kind of said, hey, man, you know, can you write a little more? And it was the song? least fa- it was the least liked yeah. song, you know? I think they performed it, like, twice. <laughs> it's not a bad song. And it's and it's not too commercial. I don't like the vocals. I mean, it's still kind of dark. So I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Like, oh, let's make it more commercial. Yeah. 
But the first line is, Feel the pain, but my life ain't easy. Yeah. Like, Hammett's Flying V looks like he could stab somebody with it. Yeah. Like, it looks sharp. Man, his fills are so good. Yeah. Like, Bert, you see all those little fills he's yeah. doing? We don't know if they were on the album, because it's hard to hear the bass. Yeah. All you see is Lars's shadow. Yeah. It's kind of amazing how Lars taught himself how to play the fucking drums like well, that. He took a couple of lessons. Yeah, but the way that it's explained in when they first got together, it's like... He didn't, yeah, know, he didn't know yeah. how to do anything. The drum set kept falling apart. Yeah. Well, Hetfield self-taught. I think Hammett was the only one with lessons. Yeah. And maybe Burton had lessons. Then again, maybe not. It's like he must have been like 22 or 23, but like, he just always looks so much older. Yeah. Is that Kim Thale from Soundgarden? <laughs> had to go through Lou. Special plan. Spatial. I wonder where they are. <laughs> Backstage. Some dingy club. I wonder where the rest of this video is. Sake. <laughs> There's a great picture coming up. That one. <laughs> I feel like. They had bigger crowds in Europe as opposed to Back here then, in terms yeah. of like Ride the Lightning and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was a festival too, so there were just naturally bigger crowds, but. A festival. Fun, you stupid. <laughs> Maybe that's why Anthrax wasn't as big as Metallica. They weren't as mature. Yeah. With their colorful shorts. Their jams. Their jams. Look at me, yow! <laughs> Clip on backing vocals. On the Black Album Tour, Newstead would sing all the Kill 'em All songs. Yeah. Now they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, it's just the bar mitzvah uh, special effects. I think we're alone now. <laughs> Are you going to get tickets to see the new kids on the block? Hells yeah. Oh, wait. She thinks I'm one of the new kids on the block. <laughs> my name's my name's Ella, but you call me Stella. Hella. Oh, yeah. Ella. Hella. call me Hella. Hella. Ella. I wonder what happened to Ella. Stella! What are you drinking? What is that? Well, hey. Michael, it's a, it's a, it's a mixture. Aminos? It's a mixture of amino acids. Oh, all right. Yeah. Propri proprietary blend. <laughs> Yeah, just because you're in college doesn't mean I have to clean up after you. That <laughs> <laughs> was that, man. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, I don't know why that was so funny. Come on! I want to go back to Germany before it goes. Before it all goes to shit. Total, total Iron Maiden. Yeah. I think it's Man Unkind, the bass part that Trujillo wrote at the beginning. That's total Iron Maiden. To me. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of has nothing to do with the rest of the song, that yeah. intro. I mean, it's still good. I want, on their next, I want fucking Trujillo's flamenco influence to come out. Yeah. On the next album. I, don't, I want some slap bass, man. I want some funk. 
Can't even hear the solo, man. I know. Big Mick, come on, man. Well, he was still learning his craft as well. Uh-huh. Doesn't it sound like the crowd is going, no, oh, Yeah, go, I think go. they are. So we got this effect that makes it look kind of choppy. Let's just put that in. <laughs> Dude, it's state-of-the-art at this time. Yes. Your backup, their backup piano player. They freeze mid-head bang. So that, that's where they recorded puppets, right? I, I think so. Russell Phil, Phil Collins. Oh, I know, it's so weird. Phil Collins, Eric Clapton. You know, they probably never met them. Yeah. But this is Denmark. You can get the whole show on YouTube. For this one? Yeah. You can really hear the bass on this one. Mm, right by the bass. I wonder how big the camera was that this person had. Because back then, those, those consumer cameras were pretty big. Yeah. Man, Hammett wrote the best solos, man. That you can hum every one of them, you know? But if you wrote every solo, how come you never got, like, writing credit for all the songs? I don't think it works like that. No. I think... I think the song... You get the credit if you write either... Either, like, lyrics, um, melody. I think lyrics and melody is considered the credit for the song. Oh. You know what I mean? Because it's not, like... It's not... It's not like the conceptual part of the song. It's not, you know what I mean? It's. But he does have credit on this song, writing credit. Oh, okay. But like, my argument was like, why not every song because of the solos? I don't know. Because they're just. I I don't think the solo counts though as part of like the arrangement of the song. Right. Like that, the lyrics, the melody of this, and you know the. The meat, whoever wrote the meat of the song, I guess. Yeah. You know? If you want weight, I'm your fucking guy. <laughs> Make us wait all Wait day. forever. Listen, damn it! This was like all when the songs were fresh. Yeah. They're, they're played so tight. Yeah. Leave me the fuck alone! Wonder why he goes all the way up the neck. Like he went all the way up the neck, the neck at that. See what he's doing there? I wonder why he's yeah. doing that. Maybe he's muting the other strings to Maybe. get that E. Reach for me! Yelling at the roadie about something. Turn the monitor down! <laughs> That's what it looked like Hammer was doing for the Coliseum part. Like he was yelling at the roadie to turn it down. Oh, like really? you, you could see his mouth say down. At least that's what it looked like, anyway. The metal ending. Hi, Cliff. He goes like right into the middle of it. (laughs) He waits for the feedback. Yeah.
I wonder if he had a different bass solo. What? Or I wonder if he. I wonder if his bass solos were uh, similar every show, or oh. kind of mixed it up a little bit. Because. <laughs> Fingers, it's man. like I see like other bass players cover him on YouTube, and they get all the notes right, yeah. and the sound is there. But like his fucking like the fury that Burton yeah. had isn't, and like I haven't seen any bass player duplicate that fury yeah. that he had or that sound. Yeah. But look at his like strumming fingers, you know. Yeah. So I'm saying like the calluses he must have had. Not Cohen again. This is the best. Everybody say hi, Cliff. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Cliff. <laughs> hi, Cliff. How you doing? Like, yeah, this is a good one. Best footage, the best sound, yeah. the best vantage point. Like his best solo. Yeah. He shreds on this yeah. one. I had this whole show on cassette. It was a cassette bootleg. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it one. I think it's this show. In one part, Headfield says, "We're Metallica, and if you like, you know, a band with like their hair up and that has that has rock and roll baby in every song, this ain't the fucking band." <laughs> <laughs> and something like that. I love. You know, if you want a band that with spandex, I love what he fucking shreds right here. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. He just goes yeah. off. I wonder who headlined this show. This is Day at the Green, right? Was this like the Grateful Dead or something? No, headlining was it? It, it might have been. Day on the Green? Or it might have been the Dead headlining the show. You mean the Dead The dead got the MGM plane? Dead has a G4? Fuck! No, the Dead had the MGM no. plane? I'm getting hungry, man. You getting hungry? Yeah, you're getting there. He starts bopping around. Yeah. That's the, that's the Mustaine influence, the <laughs> dancing around. <laughs> Fits everywhere. Oh, just give someone a finger. This is like a huge deal for them, man. This show. Well, this was not too far from where they started, right? Yeah, but this was like... This was like... Uh, yeah, maybe it was like one of the first big gigs they did. Yeah. This is while they were writing puppets. Uh -huh. They played this gig. Yeah. And Cliff was late to it. Super late. Was late to this one? Yeah. Really? Because there's an account of his his buddy was telling the story how they were hanging out in his room, like, smoking weed or whatever, and he was practicing, and uh, Cliff was like, shit, what time is it? He's uh, like, oh, shit. So he, like, took his car, and, and his friend said that Cliff was a terrible driver, and he, like... He, to avoid traffic, he actually took the car, like, off the road. Yeah. And then he got into an accident. Oh, my God. With, with a kid going to the concert. And the kid got out and was wearing a Metallica ah. shirt. And he was like, oh, Cliff, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> and Cliff was like, are we cool? Like, are we going to... And he's like, yeah. no, man, go. I'd be like, take me to the gig. <laughs> and so he realized that he wasn't going to make it. So he pulled off his laminate, gave it to his buddy... And just, just like left the car, like to run to this gig. Cliff ran to the gig. Well, it was like they were in like the area, like oh, the okay. garage area or whatever. 
I love hearing like friends' accounts. Of, yeah. You know? It's a good habit solo, but then you see like someone either bored or someone who works there just like kind of hops down the steps. So look, look on Hammett's... Look, she just starts hopping down the steps. Watch. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. You, like, know all the Easter eggs. Dude, I've seen this eight fucking billion times. Yeah. Unnatural? What do you mean? Sounds like Barney from The Simpsons. Like yeah. <laughs> so this is... This is Deep Purple. Nice. I wonder what he and Kurt were gonna do. <laughs> like me and Kurt don't. Yeah. <laughs> Supporting Raven. Well, Raven had an album called, uh, I think it was called All for One. And Metallica had an album called Kill 'Em All. I think Raven is still around. It might be. I think they might yeah, play every once in a while, like you know, doing small gigs when they can, make some pocket change. It's hard, man. That's gotta suck, man. It's that hard feeling. To be on the road these days. But that feeling of like um, Anvil, you know, like yeah. just old, older and pl- and playing gigs and trying to like you think you're like you think you're still you think you still got it, but in reality, like it's like they got to a certain point and then stopped for whatever reason and tried to do it again. No, they like, they've been they kept doing it. Yeah, yeah. Never stopped. That's the problem. Like. But I mean, they ended up getting kind of famous from the documentary. Yeah. But the money can't be good, even for Anvil. Yeah. It was like, uh, I think Eddie Trunk was talking about there's the lead singer for Accept. He's not the original lead singer. Why is there a fuck? Why is this person's face blacked out? That's so weird. But the, not the, it's not the original lead singer of Accept, but like a, a newer guy. Yeah. But like, He'll go play a gig in Poland or something in front of, like, 500,000 people, like, literally. Really? But then he has a job as an electrical engineer back in the States because he can't afford, you know, to live on the money he makes as a singer for Accept. That's so weird. Yeah. You know, he has a union job, he has a pension, and every once in a while he'll fly off to Europe for a weekend and then come back to work on Monday. It's like, hey, Bill, what'd you do this weekend? Well, I went to Poland and played in front of 500,000 people. I can't believe they're still around. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like one of those bands where there's, like, two original members there, you know? And it just gets, you know, sucked down the rabbit hole of history that, oh, yeah, there used to be more original members in this band. They try to pass themselves off as the band. Like, Quiet Riot's the worst of that. It's like, I think the only classic... It's not even even the original member. I think he's just a classic member. There's no original member left? No, there's one one classic member of Quiet Riot left. That's the drummer. Uh, He might be original, but I'm not sure. Like, if you go back to when Randy Rhodes was in it. Yeah, and that... But he he was the drummer for Metal Health, you know? He's the classic guy. But, you know, the rest of the guys are just, you know... Well, Randy Rhodes... Well, I'm talking, like, the classic lineup. I saw Quiet Riot. In Randy the Rhodes wasn't the classic lineup? No, the classic lineup's Metal Health, Quiet Riot. Randy Rhodes was the original, oh, but then he oh. left Quiet Riot to join Ozzy. Oh. But Quiet Riot were kind of popular locally, but it wasn't until Metal Health that they got huge, you know, for that one album. Yeah, and Come On, Feel the Noise. Yeah, yeah. Which was a cover. Really? Yeah, that was a Slade song, I think. 
but like Foreigner, Foreigner have no original members in the band. How do they how do they go around None. how do they go around with the name Foreigner? You no, know, because it started off like you know they had like maybe two or three after Lou Graham left the band or they kicked Lou Graham out. They had maybe three classic lineup members, and then like everybody just kept leaving. And then what's his name? Uh, Steve Jones. He was the only original member left, but then he got sick, and now he barely plays with them anymore. So it's like all newer who, guys. Who want to go see that? You know? People who don't know any better. Yeah. But these guys have been in the band for like 20 years. So their argument is, well, you know, we've been in the band longer than, you know, any any classic lineup member. But it's like, but that's not the fucking band that we know. Yeah. So they're like, they're the best foreigner cover band that's ever existed. Right, right. A lot of bands are like that. I think Kansas is like that. You know, there's maybe two classic members left. Leonard Skinnerd, yeah. there's one classic member left. It's Gary Rossington. I think they're done. I think they, they retired. But Leonard Skinnerd always played big crowds because yeah. of the fucking name. Yeah. He liked Leonard Skinnerd. He did. And Headfield did too. But like, you know, the Ronnie Van Zant Leonard Skinnerd. Yeah. I think you can get the whole. This whole show too. Video of it? Yeah. This was Cliff's second gig? No. Oh. No, Cliff's second gig was when Mustaine was in the band. Oh right. This right, was their right. first tour. Right. I wonder where this does it say Chicago. where Chicago. I think it's Chicago. Oh. Oh yeah, the Metro. Yeah. You know, even though they were California, they were New York too, man. Like they had that New York vibe. Yeah. The well. punk and the jeans and the you know. Yes. Slayer's almost getting like that now because the two classic members who are left are Araya and and yeah. Ed. Well, they, isn't dead. this their last? Isn't this their last tour? Yeah. And Lombardo is Lombardo's out. I mean, Bostaff has been in the band for a really long time, but you know, it's not the classic Slayer no, lineup. No. You know, they I think kind of get away with it before Hanneman died, before Hanneman you know had to leave the band. Yeah. Or it's like The Who. The Who is, you know, Townsend and Daltrey, but they still call themselves The Who. Yeah. That's what was so great about Zeppelin. After Bottom died, they're like, nah, we can't, we're not Zeppelin anymore. Yeah, totally. Dude, there's that laser light show. There's a Led Zeppelin cover band playing at the planetarium alongside the laser light show. That's pretty cool, man. You have to go to that. Soon. No, I think it's in November. How long island of us? Yeah. We're going to see the Zeppelin cover band at the planetarium. At the planetarium with laser lights behind him. <laughs> when I was upstate, uh, there was, we didn't get to see him, but there was a guy who did classic rock songs on a ukulele, and he called himself Fred Zeppelin. That's cool. Yeah, we never got to see him. We were somewhere else. It's like Hendrix, man. I'm touching the strings. <laughs> yeah, the guitar was busted. He's wearing like a tuxedo shirt. That sound is awesome though. Yeah. It's like, what was the crowd thinking? You know, what the fuck? Guy's a motorhead shirt. Oh, it's like, it's uh, John Oates. <laughs> Look at it all taped up on the yeah. back. At least he had another guitar. To the so far. We fucking love it! <laughs> we fucking love it! 
friend of ours, uh, Linda, said she saw Metallica in New York in like 81, 82. Which Linda? You know Linda. Oh, Linda? Yeah. She said that she saw Metallica in the early 80s in New York City. In like, wow. Yeah, so this was probably when they were... It was probably at Roseland when they played with Anthrax. Or Lemours. Or Lemours. Yeah, it was probably a Lemours show. Because this might have been... Around the time of Kill 'em All or before Kill 'em All. Imagine seeing Metallica. But she didn't know who they were, you know? Wow, that's amazing. I saw Mindless Self Indulgence at Lemoore's. Nice. I don't think Lemoore's is, is around. No, I don't know. I wonder who did that. Ah! It was probably Cliff. Like his voice, like like he's trying to match his screams on the album, and his voice just wasn't having it. Yeah, yeah you fucking suck. <laughs> 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 wow, that's what that, that was uh, Hetfield spandex age. You know, that he was wearing spandex yeah, and a man. bullet belt. Yeah, I you know I always have this conversation with uh, with Rick. Rick Jimenez yeah. about how when Pantera first came out they were a little bit glammy dude a little bit glammy they were fucking a lot glammy yeah, yeah. they had hair up to the fucking yeah. ceiling yeah, yeah. they sounded like bad Judas Priest <laughs> yeah, even when Anselmo joined the band they were still a little glammy he got them a little heavier but dude they were like party rock oh you mean there was someone in it before Anselmo yeah yeah oh, there was that. another guy they, they, but, they even, had... but I'm saying even Cowboys from Hell has a little bit of oh, like, yeah, that totally. glammy oh yeah totally melodic stuff, stuff. yeah, yeah. I like talking to him about music because it's like, you know, it's good. It's like talking to you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, someone that's knowledgeable about, like, you know. Someone who's seen day and year and a half nine yeah, billion yeah, yeah. times. That, that's someone that I, that I want to talk to. Yeah. And they just, like, cut it off soon. <laughs> so funny. Over the years, like, you see Kirk Hammett and Hetfield. You know, they kind of change it up a little bit. Cliff, always wearing fucking yeah, bell bottoms yep. and the fucking, that jacket. Yep. I'm sure if he was around, though, he wouldn't be wearing bell bottoms and the jacket. He probably would have changed something by now. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see how he evolved as a person. Yeah. Broke another one! <laughs> So it looked like a sold-out show, because uh, Headfield says, like, even you maniacs up there, so yeah. they had, like, the upper tier sold as well. Meanwhile, Burton's, like, soloing. You know, there's some times where the, the record company is right. Yeah. So scratch your... So... So scratch your back so you can stab mine. Yeah. <laughs> scratch your back so you don't stab mine. They would really do that? Yes, James. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> this is, like this is what this is how they mourned Cliff. They just sat around and drank, yep. like all day. The sun's out. Day drinkers. Yeah. See, in this version, they don't play Orion. Oh yeah, that's weird. Because that's how that's how the VHS that I had ended. I know. That's so weird. I mean, it's it it works either way. Yeah. It's a silent, you know. Yeah. Do you think Johnny Z 
still sees residuals? I think so. Probably, well, he was right? the producer on Kill it. Kill them all. Yeah. Ride the light. Hey, they were with well, him until... When did they sign to Elektra for Justice or uh, Puppets? No, no. It was, uh, it was Lightning they signed Lightning was Elektra. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Hey, man. Think so, of a name for the thanklist. I mean, I don't know, man. They can't be getting much... Uh, probably not. Probably not anymore. Uh, I think Metallica may own everything now. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he gets, like, a producer residual because he produced the album. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works. When did Metallica get off of Elektra? Uh, it was... Was it after Load? It and was Reload? after... God. I think they were still on for... Garage... I think might have been... Oof, I don't even know. Yeah. Maybe around the time of Saint Anger? I don't think they were on Electro when Saint Anger came out. I think that's when they had their own thing. Gotcha. I think. I think. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Why? Why? They're, they, they can do whatever they want. They don't yeah. need a record label. Oh, shit. I wanted to give you the book um, This Monster Lives about the making of Saint Anger. Oh, yeah. It's really good. They go, you know, well, it's written by the documentary Maker. The making of Saint Anger. The, it's the it's, record. It's the no making of some kind of monster. Uh, so it's the documentarian writing, you know. It's it's the guy who uh, uh, Joe Berlinger wrote it. Gotcha. So it's it's from his point of view. So he writes a lot about himself, you know, did and about do, his did career. Did he do a year and a half too? No, uh, no, no, no. All right, Steve. So this is the review. Um, so we've watched Cliff them all. You've watched Cliff them all. For like the millionth, a millionth time. billionth time. So after this time, Steve, what are your thoughts of Cliff Em All? Um, some things that I noticed that I never noticed before. <laughs> the lady that's hopping downstairs. Yes, <laughs> during uh, after for whom the bell tolls, a day on the green, I and never... during Kirk's. Ripping solo, you see a woman just hop down the I never, steps. I never realized that. Then I never realized how it, when he drops his pick. Yeah, yeah. Hammer dropping yeah. his pick. Metal hammer, hammer dropping his pick. And during the dan 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 dan, he didn't have a pick, so he kind of just slapped the guitar, mm. you know. And he, you see him go off stage and try and get a pick. Yeah, those were a couple things that I have never, that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, it's those little, those cool little flubs. But you know. Every time I watch it, I always feel the same. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like I'm glad I lived through, the, through those moments, you know? No, actually, no. Well, you, well, you were a little kid. You were like No, nine. I didn't. I, I never, yeah. But I'm glad that, like, um, I'm glad that I got to see, you know, the progression of Metallica, yeah. like, kind of lived through that, even though I missed the Cliff era. Well, we saw the progression of Metallica from Justice, yeah, yeah. which was a gigantic progression. Yeah, but so. this one, I think, I, I think, I guess, I think what I'm trying to say is, I just remember watching this as a kid. Oh my God! Yeah, watching Cliff and Wall all the time as a kid. So yep. that's what it, it's bringing back, like, yeah, those memories of like, you know, kind of discovering Metallica backwards. Yes, you know, like, um, that was cool. So when we were kids, we would sit. On a couch in front of a TV on and a watch couch. Cliff Em All. <laughs> and now that we're adults, we're, we're on sitting a on a couch watching Cliff Em All on a TV. But oh, now technology man. is so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, what was your uh, your favorite part of Cliff Em All? Like, what stood out the most? 
Um, I, you know, I like the Mustaine footage. That's pretty cool. Of him playing or uh... just him? Yeah. Just, just like yeah, no, him the playing like the live show. Um, I mean, I've seen it so many times. There's nothing that really sticks out, you know. But um, His... things that always that are always like cool to see. Yeah. Is the Mustaine playing, you know, in the band and um, what else? Uh, well, during that period, I remember I read like one of these big metal history books. During that period, it was they were surrounded by a lot of violence. So when they would play those shows, they would like always get into fights, you know, just really? fist fights and just a lot of violence around that whole scene. They didn't Exodus then? Yeah, they like, used to like beat the shit it? out of their fans. Yeah, Bayloff or something. That was the guy's name. Was it Paul Bailoff, the old singer of Exodus, who who died, and then he was know. replaced by Zetro Souza, who's still in the band now? But um, yeah, just sur- that whole scene was surrounded by violence. Yeah. If you didn't wear the right quote unquote right shirt, if you were like you know, God forbid, had a rat shirt on or something, <laughs> like they would beat the shit out of you. <laughs> a rat shirt. Yeah, yeah, it was very violent, very 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 tribal back then. Now I think it's like, oh cool, you got a poison shirt, all right, man. You know, I don't yeah. think anybody cares. Yeah. So, but yeah, the Mustaine footage was cool. His uh, his out of key solo and dancing around, and um, I, my favorite part was uh, day on the green in '85. Yeah, the bell tolls. It's just a great. He sounded great. It was a great vantage point because it was camera side. It was the camera. It was that a was nice day side. out. Nice day. Yeah, yeah. Small gig for a few friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's that footage makes me feel good just because it's like a nice day and yeah. you're fucking probably that that concert feeling when it's when it's warm out and you're fucking you know you're psyched. Yeah, yeah. But I remember when this came out, I got it on VHS, and um, and I remember I got Justice and I listened to Justice a thousand times, but I didn't know anything else about Metallica. Mm-hmm. So when like. It was I was over like a friend's house and one of their friends was over and I said, Well, I like Metallica, I've been listening to, to, to Justice and he said, uh, well you gotta listen to Cliff 'em All and then I think I knew that Kill 'em All was an album. And I said I said, Don't you mean Kill 'em All? He's like, No, there's something called Cliff 'em All about their bassist Cliff and I'm like, They had a bassist named Cliff? Like I <laughs> was so new yeah. into Metallica that I had no idea. I'm like, Oh, well I have to check out this Cliff guy. And it was you know? fun to it was, it was fun to like Go research it, you know, kind of do the research. Yeah, because my bassist was Newstead. He was the only bassist I knew of Metallica back then. Yeah, and, and remember, just, and just to see who Cliff was and just what a fucking monster. Yeah, he was. and I remember seeing like the singles for like Creeping Death. Yes, at like Sam Goody. Yes, and I'd be like, oh man, like what is that? Yeah, yeah, the vinyl like Creeping. Yeah, imagine Death imagine single. getting those and still having those now. Yeah. Yeah, like that those are demon, rare. Yeah, that those demon are, yeah, cover. the demon cover. It's like rare. a Frank Frazetta, Frazetta drawing or something. So, but um, I, I wish there was more. You know, I guess they wanted to focus on the music more, but I wish there was more like interview content just to see what they were going through. Yeah, there's not a lot of of cliff footage. No, they yeah. all draw from the same. Yeah, from the same couple of shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. all the cliff footage we have is is there. You know, yeah. there's nothing nothing that's been unearthed, really. I mean, that one footage of him is pretty cool when he's in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trauma. Yeah. yeah. Playing that Rickenbacker. Yeah, who was yeah. it? That was with Jim Martin. Was that Jim Martin? Yeah, Jim okay, Martin cool. was playing guitar. I think Puffy Puffy was on the drums. Was he? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. They all they all went to the same high school. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great that that footage is still out. Like, do you remember the, what was it, the Metallica 30-year thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Puff and Jim Martin came out and yeah. did a whole thing about Cliff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They both grew up with him. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, there was and a remember story. in an epic... He, Jim Martin wore that the Russian tribute piece. to Cliff Burton yeah. shirt. Yeah, I wanted that shirt so bad. I can yeah. never find it because I tried like looking at the flea market. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in, like in metal magazines that tribute to Cliff Burton shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, Cliff was dead maybe four years, three yeah. years. You know, so I'm sure he was still mourning too. So I don't know among among the living was dedicated to Cliff Burton. Get out, really? Yeah. If you look at the liner notes of Among the Living, it says we dedicate this album to Cliff Wow. Burton. Yeah. Yeah, Scott Ian was pretty good friends with him, I think. Yeah. Cliff and, and Hammett. Yep. So, it was a good chronicle of the, uh, like, this whole video was just a good chronicle of, like, from 1982 to 1987, you know, yeah. before, before they got Newstead, you know? You know, in Scott Ian's autobiography, he talks about how... I think when they were recording either Ride the Lightning or Puppets, you know, they were in, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Copenhagen? That's where the studio was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott Ian was, like, there with Anthrax. They were doing shows together. And so one night uh, Scott Ian was hanging out with Cliff Burton, and they got pulled over by a cop. And, uh, and I don't know, I think they... I think that they thought that Cliff was selling weed or something, okay. selling drugs. And I, I could be getting some of this story wrong. It's been a while since I read the book. But um, in a nutshell, they like the cops held held Cliff in the like detained him. Oh, God. And then Scott Ian had to show them where they were staying so that they can search the place. Oh, my God. And Cliff... And they never found it. And then Cliff was like, fuck, it was right under my mattress. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, what was your favorite song on this? Like, mine was Bells. Did they do... Um, they didn't do Disposable Heroes on this. No, but you can get on YouTube. Yeah, I've seen, the, yeah. I've seen that one. I, I was going to say I like that one. So, so your favorite song is a song not on the video that yeah, you just yeah, watched. Yeah. You can't, that's not how it works, Steve. You have to pick from the video. I would say then... Um, I would say, like, Sanitarium, probably. Oh, from Roskilde? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And I like the footage, because it's up close. and It's it's, just, like, from the crowd. Yeah, that's what I like about it, you know? What about you? Well, Bells. Bells? Yeah, from Day on the Green. Gotcha, right. Yeah, the solo, the camera angle. The nice day. The woman hopping down the stairs. The nice day. The nice day. Nice day! Nice day! Yeah. I wonder if it was hot out. Probably. Yeah, but Cliff was wearing a jacket anyway, right? So... Go figure. Yeah. He probably wore that jacket when it was like 200 degrees out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, (laughs) anything else, Steve? I mean, we said a lot. Like, I'm going to play our commentary after this. So, we said a lot during the commentary. So, I'll, you know, that be part of the review. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, we've done a bunch of these Metallica podcasts and it's hard to kind of like, you know, we kind of like uh, overlap. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, it's like. Run, kind of run out of stuff. Yeah, I mean that's why that's why I record the commentary because it just shows us commenting on what we're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. If that's everything, that's everything. I think that's it. I think we're metallic it out. That's it. 
All right. Where they can where that? Where can they find you, Steve? On the internets. Um, they can't find me. <laughs> I'll plug the. <laughs> I'll plug the album. Can't find Steve me. Steve has an. They can't find me, man. <laughs> Steve has an album called Tofu Mofo. So just if you type Tofu Mofo, it's one word. T O F U M O F O. You'll find this album, and it's called Songs in the Key of Fuck You. An Angry Commuter's Companion. It's about hating your job and <laughs> hating your commute while you go to the job that you hate. So, but not right now because Steve loves his job now. He was talking about other jobs he's had in the past. <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's a great album. It's a great angry album about being an angry commuter. It's, that's what the whole album's about, right? You don't have one song not about going to work or commuting, right? There's one song about... Taxes. Oh, that's right. Yes. About uh, anger towards the IRS, which I think is misdirected anger. They are just the tool. You want to be angry at the government, I guess, or where our taxes are going to. Not the fact we pay taxes, but where these taxes go to. But that's for another podcast. That, that is for another podcast. And you can find me at uh, – you can find me on Twitter at M-M-A-M podcast, and you can uh, – Share, rate, review. It helps with the exposure of this thing that we do. So that kind of rhymed in a weird way. All right. Anything else, Steve? No, man. We're good. I'm cool. You're You're cool. cool. We're cool. cool. Good Good night. night. (laughs) Good night. But it's morning or afternoon. All right. We're going to eat. Bye.